she was unable to get away from her killer. She clamped down on the surface of the leaf, and there she would stay for the rest of her life, hoping for the best and eating as much as she could. Because she was a female-scale insect, which does not move for most of its life, and instead clamps down on the stem of the plant, unable to run, unable to hide. And death came quickly. Death was small, black, and very round, with four red spots. The killer bit into her with its strong jaws, before continuing ruthlessly on his way, in the direction of a group of hapless aphids. We unmask this deadly killer in Season 1, Episode 3 of Hidden Wings and Bloodlust, a podcast dedicated to ladybirds. Season 1, Episode 3 of Hidden Wings and Bloodlust. I'm your host, Rachel. First of all, I do have to apologise. I was going to put out an episode about the large ladybird, and I even recorded a guest interview about it. But, unfortunately, while I was interviewing my guest for that episode, I only recorded one half of the audio by mistake. We've still got to do the interview again, which is a real shame because we had a really good conversation. Sorry about that, it should be up and running next weekend. Now, please bear with me, I've got a few announcements to make. First of all, I want to say something about Brazil. So, President Bolsonaro, who was elected last year, he's causing a lot of concern with his environmental policies. He's removed a lot of environmental protections, and it's thought that farmers, agribusiness and mining companies are setting fire to large tracts of the Amazon rainforest, So they can use the land for cattle or whatever other types of agriculture and industry they want to do. And that's prompting extreme concern among conservationists. The indigenous people who live in the forest also rely on it for food, medicine, places of worship and their entire way of life. And Bolsonaro has used very racist rhetoric towards these people and basically said he doesn't want them to be on the land and he doesn't want them to 
be able to reclaim any of their land. He wants to open it all up to exploitation and force them all off it altogether. He's been described as a far-right leader and he openly supports the former Brazilian dictatorship. There's also quite serious allegations that UK companies such as Barclays and Shell are involved in doing business, which directly damages parts of the forest. As I was researching this episode, I actually found that there are 200 types or more of ladybird found in Brazil, at least, and several that haven't even been discovered or described. And these and many other organisms are under threat from what's happening in the Amazon rainforest. This year has seen record temperature rises throughout the world. And if more and more forests like the Amazon and also in parts of Central Africa and countries such as Indonesia are destroyed, it will push up the world temperatures even more and make it harder to absorb the carbon dioxide already in the atmosphere. And that will create an unstoppable feedback loop. So if you haven't, please consider donating to Amazon Watch, which monitors the environmental situation there or Survival International, which advocates on behalf of indigenous people in the Amazon who are being forced off their land and subjected to severe discrimination. Or you can write to the companies directly. Um, there's a list online, I'll place it in the show notes. Or to your MP to put some pressure on them. There's also a new initiative, Midge Kangati, that started out where indigenous people are trying to restore insect biodiversity in the Amazon. You can find this at www.catarse.me slash m-e-l-i-n-d-i-g-e-n-a Links to all these will be in the show notes. I've decided to start something new on the show. Every week I'll promote a podcast I've been listening to. This week I've been listening to Jen Schrager's podcast, Let's Be Real. She talks about mental health related topics and everything to do with your mind, body and soul. Her second episode was about panic attacks, what they are, how to deal with them. She's just started the podcast and it's very raw and honest and she got a real insight into herself and a lot of the stuff that she says I can quite relate to. But this week's show will give you an insight not into yourself but into ladybirds. And with that in mind, let's get started. I've decided to record an episode about the pine ladybird instead of the larch ladybird. Its scientific name is Exocomus quadriplastulatus. It's the murderer of scale insects in the show's introduction. Now, although this cochinellid is called the pine ladybird, it is often found on fruit trees, and in fact often seems to be found on these more than on conifers. I've personally never found it on conifers, but maybe I haven't been looking enough. But what I have found, there's several pine ladybirds on my pear tree at the moment. It might even be one of the most common ladybirds, however, found on pine trees. And in fact, it seems to adapt almost anywhere, including shrubs, stinging nettles and roses. The ladybird is part of a group called Chilicorinae. These are some of the oldest ladybirds in existence. In fact, they might even be those closely related to the original group that modern ladybirds evolved from. These first ladybirds evolved to eat scale insects from their original in- diet of fungi and um, possibly the odd honeydew aphid mould. But this group seems to eat largely scale insects, but the pine ladybird has somewhat more varied diet and it often eats aphids. It also eats woolly aphids, which are part of the Adelgid family and they're often found on conifers. When I was younger, I often thought the pine ladybird was quite ugly. 
Perhaps that was because you can't really see the ladybird's head or antennae. And it looks kind of different to the ones you're familiar with, like the 7 spot, 2 spot, 22 spot, so on. It's dark. It's very nervous of humans. It will clamp down on the leaf to defend itself or play dead. It's a small black ladybird with red comma-shaped front spots and more dot-like rear spots. Its antennae are really short. It's about 3 to 4 millimetres long and it has a ridged edge around its wing cases. It's entirely black. It doesn't have any brown on its whole body, unlike the harlequin, unlike the ten spot and a few others. It doesn't have any white either. When I was younger, this ladybird was often referred to as the four spot rather than the pine ladybird. And in fact, I only learnt the name pine ladybird in the last few years and its Latin name reflects this, as does its name in several European languages such as Russian. Another name for this ladybird is the Dormouse Ladybird, as it tends to emerge very, very early from its hibernation period in January or February, whereas most emerge in March, April or even later. In French, the Pine Ladybird is actually known as the Cochinelle à Vergoule, or the Comma Ladybug, because its front spots look like commas. The Pine Ladybird has an interesting life cycle. Its larva is different to others we've talked about on the show, it's black and spiny and covered with small hairs. The larva is a voracious predator on significant pests such as the cottony cushion scale insect. That sounds very cosy, doesn't it? But rest assured it's not very cosy if you're a plant. And rather than shedding its skin to reveal the pupa like other ladybirds, when it's time for the larva to become a pine ladybird, it will attach itself to a leaf as usual, but then its skin was split down the middle, so it has the benefit of all these spines. According to a paper I found, where they studied pine ladybirds reared in a lab, the females live much longer than the males. The longest lived female lived for 305 days, almost a year, but the male only lived for 115 days. I've been talking about the pine ladybird and how it eats scale insects, but what is a scale insect? It is probably something you don't want on your plants. A fully grown scale insect will attach itself to a leaf and it will stay there immobile, sucking the sap out of it. It will secrete a waxy coating so it can't easily be eaten and doesn't even necessarily look like an insect. But as always on this show, if you have an infestation, ladybirds are your salvation. A pie ladybird might be small but is ruthless. In most cases, the waxy substances secreted by the scale insects will gum up the ladybird's mouth parts making it hard to eat and creating serious problem for this beetle, or worse. But in the case of the pine ladybird, it doesn't, that doesn't really bother it. It turns it to its advantage. A female pine ladybird will actually lay her eggs right in the middle of these waxy substances because they demonstrate that there's a source of food nearby. These eggs could take as long as three weeks to hatch. The larvae will even use the remains of the scale insects coatings to deter predators themselves. When the ladybird comes out of the pupa, it doesn't look like a pain ladybird at all, except for the distinctive round shape. It's bright orange at first, except for some reddish patches on its wings, and it takes a few hours to turn black and for those patches to show up as the spots. Last weekend, I was lucky enough to see a pine ladybird which had just come out of its pupa and was an only an hour or two old, and it still had orange-coloured wings. At first, I couldn't even tell what kind of ladybird it was, and I thought it could be a two-spot. Pine ladybirds are often the first ones you see at the start of spring, along with the relatives the kidney spot ladybird. Because it's mostly black, 
it can absorb heat from the sun better and be active at lower temperatures. But the reverse is also true. Recently in my garden, I saw pine ladybirds hanging out on the underside of leaves, waiting for the weather to get cooler because it was so hot. The ladybird is found throughout Europe and even parts of the Middle East, so it's very adaptable. Recently, there was a study done during which they compared pine ladybirds, 14 spot ladybirds, two spot ladybirds, larch ladybirds and orange ladybirds to find out about how poisonous each beetle was. They actually fed the beetles to small shrimp-like organisms that live in water called Daphnia over a period of days to see how many of these Daphnia died during this experiment. Uh, When I read this I thought, okay. The pine ladybird turned out to be the third most poisonous of all the ones they tested. So the scientists were measuring what the relationship was between strong contrasting colours like red and black in ladybirds and how poisonous they were. And it does turn out that the pine ladybird with its contrasting colours is quite poisonous. But does that mean that anything bad would actually happen if it walked on you or if it was on your plant or on a leaf or if you even ate one? To be honest, not really. At most, you might just feel a little bit sick. It is sometimes thought that the black ladybirds are more poisonous than the others or somehow harmful. Hence, a new ladybird with a black colouring being called the devil's chicken in one part of Italy. But in the case of a pine ladybird, you don't really have anything to worry about at all. Harlequin, two-spot and ten-spot ladybirds can sometimes look similar, but you can always tell the pine ladybirds apart because they're entirely black and red and they never have any other colours. Pine ladybirds also look very similar to kidney spot ladybirds, another Chilicorinae beetle, which will be discussed in a future episode. But kidney spots only have two spots. They look a lot more rounded, a lot more like a sort of tortoise, and they're slightly bigger, slightly scary looking. They don't seem to have any legs, or very, very short legs. They kind of like move across the leaf, kind of like, they're an interesting type of ladybird, like to say the least. And they do look somewhat scary. They're, but they're found in similar environments and they eat a similar diet. The pine ladybird does seem to supplement its diet with aphids and adelgids, woolly aphids, which is something the kidney spot doesn't really do. There is a problem these days, and that is sometimes you can find a ladybird which you don't recognise. Maybe you've only ever seen or noticed seven spots or one or two others, and so. When you find something that looks a bit different, like the pine ladybird, which is round, little, small, dark, somewhat unusual, it can be mistaken, if you don't know, for a harlequin or something else. Like, And people have actually killed pine and kidney spot ladybirds, thinking they're harlequins or thinking they're like harmful in some way. Or maybe you don't recognise the spiny larva or the pupa, maybe it looks weird. Uh, please don't do that. Don't kill them. They're doing a really good job killing pests on your plants. Although the ladybird can live in so many different habitats, it has been hit by the arrival of the harlequin. And it would be really sad if people thought they were doing the right thing and actually did the wrong thing and just added to the problem. I did say earlier that a pine ladybird is always black and red. I have actually seen a few photos of that ladybird though where it is entirely red. There could be reasons for this, such as recently having emerged like the ladybird I saw last weekend. Or it could also have been damaged at some point, or it might also be a genetic mutation. 
In any case, if you've seen a pie ladybird looking like this, I'd really like to hear about it. Or do you have any other sort of stories about it? If you do, like, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Hopefully next weekend I'll have the Larch Ladybird episode up and running. Finally. If you've got any comments, please get on touch with me on 365Ladybird on Instagram or on my Facebook page, Hidden Wings and Bloodlust. I also have a Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Hidden Wings and Bloodlust if you fancy buying me a coffee or something. The opening song to the episode is Boardroom Walk by Cascade Cax Pistapirico and the end of the episode is by Deborah Tons. Hopefully next week I'll have the Larch Ladybird episode up and ready to go but in the meantime I really hope you enjoy this one. Thank you so much and bye for now.